welcome back to your brain uncovered today we're going to be talking all about the perils of perception so you were all familiar with people who think they're right even when they're wrong these are the type of people that would never draw back like they'd stand with their firm beliefs regardless of the arguments that go against them even if you bring valid evidence to prove them wrong they remain unshakable maybe you're even guilty of it so why do you think you're so right when you're actually wrong this all goes back to perception perception is everything really so i'm gonna go back in history um i'd like to imagine okay for a moment that you're a soldier in the heat of a battle maybe you're a roman foot soldier or a medieval archer or maybe you're a zulu warrior um yeah you go ahead plenty of options regardless of your time and place there are some things that are constant your adrenaline is elevated and your actions are stemming from these deeply ingrained reflexes. Reflexes rooted in a need to protect yourself and your side and to defeat the enemy. Okay, so that's one role, okay? And now I'd like you to imagine yourself in a different role. Um, the role of a scout. So the scout's job is not to attack or defend. His job is just to understand. Your job is from now on uh, is to go out map a terrain identify potential obstacles and that be it so uh the scout may hope to learn that say there's a bridge in a convenient location across a river but above all the scout wants to know what's really there as accurately as possible and in a real actual army both the soldier and the scout are essential but you can also think of each of these roles as a mindset that's where I wanted to go. So it's a metaphor of how all of us process info and ideas in our daily lives. What I'm going to argue today is that having good judgment, making accurate predictions, making good decisions is mostly about which mindset you're in. So, okay, let's go back in history. To illustrate these mindsets in action, I'm going to take you back to the 19th century in France. So, all right, um... Back in 1894, officers in the French general staff discovered um, what was a torn paper in a basket. When they pieced it back together, they discovered that someone in their ranks had been selling military secrets to Germany. So they launched a big investigation and their suspicions quickly converged on this man, Alfred Dreyfus. He was a sterling record, no past history of wrongdoing, Jewish man. So, and he was, by the way, the only Jewish officer at that rank in the army. Army, And unfortunately, at this time, the French army was highly anti-Semitic. Um, they compared Dreyfus's handwriting to that on the memo and concluded that it was a match. Even though outside professional handwriting experts were way less confident in the similarity that was there. So, it wasn't pretty much evident. They went and searched for him in his apartment and stole him snatched him jailed him next um they even went looking through his personal history for any incriminating incriminating details they spoke to his teachers they had studied who and which made them find out that he had studied foreign language uh which they suspiciously concluded that uh, he's been doing so all his life because he was conspiring um against them with a foreign government so yeah they predicted that he's a spy as well 
So the case went on to trial. Dreyfus was found extremely guilty, of course, and they took him out into this public square and they broke his sword in two. This was called the degradation of Dreyfus, and they sentenced him to, they sentenced him to life imprisonment. So they threw him off on this place. It's called the Devil's Island, which is the barren rock off coast of, of the South America. It's it's in the middle of nowhere. He went there and he spent his days alone, just writing letter letters and letters to the French government, begging them to reopen his case. But for the most part, France considered the matter closed. Now, one thing that's really interesting about this entire Dreyfus affair is the question of why the officers were so convinced that he was guilty i mean you might even assume that they were setting him up that they were intentionally framing him but historians don't think that's what happened now as far as we can tell the officers generally believed that the case against dreyfus was strong which makes you wonder what does it say that the, what does it say about the human mind why do we find such paltry evidence to be compelling like compelling enough to even convict a man well this is a case of what scientists call motivated reasoning it's this phenomena in which our unconscious motivations desires fears shape the way we interpret info some information some ideas feel like our allies we want them to win we want to defend them and other they seem like our enemy we want to shoot them down so this is why it's called motivated reasoning and this is why it's related to a soldier mindset probably most of you have never prosecuted a french jewish officer for high treason i'm i'm assuming but maybe you followed sports or politics and i think you've noticed that when for instance a referee judge um states that your team has committed a foul you're highly motivated to find reasons why he's wrong but if he judges that the other team committed so you'd go like cool that's awesome and So okay, I don't know. Have you there's this um have you ever read an article about capital capital punishment? I mean, it's a very controversial policy. And as research has demonstrated, if you support capital punishment, um it sh- uh it shows you're highly motivated to find all the reasons why the study was not poorly designed and was excellent. And if you do not support capital punishment, then you'd find every reason to why this while well, the study was purely shit and you'd go you do everything in your power to go against it our judgment is strongly influenced by our unconscious mind and by which side we want to win this is ubiquitous because i mean this shapes how we think about not just our health but even our relationships and how we decide you know who to vote for or what we consider fair or ethical And what's so scary about motivated reasoning or the soldier mindset is how unconscious it is. We can think we're being objective and fair-minded and still wind up ruining the life of an innocent man. Okay, so um I mean Dreyfus's story is not really over. So um going back to him, there was this Colonel Picard. He's another high-ranking officer in the French German uh, in the French army back during the World War. And like most people he assumed Dreyfus was guilty. Um also like most people in the army he was at least casually anti-semitic. But to a certain point, you know, he, he Picard began to suspect what if we're all wrong about him. What happened was he discovered evidence that the spying for Germany continued even after Dreyfus was in prison. 
And he also discovered that another officer in the army had handwriting that perfectly matched the memo, much closer than Dreyfus's handwriting. So he bought these discoveries to his superiors, but to his dismay, they either didn't care or came up with elaborate rationalizations to explain his findings. Like, um, they were saying things like, well, all you've really shown Picard is that there's another spy who's mimicking his handwriting. Or that um, Dreyfus is still spying from prison. I mean, eventually, Picard managed to get Dreyfus exonerated, but it took him 10 freaking years. And for part of the time, he himself was in prison for the crime of disloyalty to the army. I mean, a lot of people feel like Picard, he can be like the really hero of the story, especially because he was, you know, anti-Semitic and all. But personally, for me, the fact that Picard was anti-Semitic actually makes his actions more admirable because... I mean, he had the same prejudice, the same reason to be biased as his fellow officers, but his motivation to find the truth and uphold it trumped it all. And I kind of respect that. I mean, to me, Picard is a poster child of what I call the scout mindset. It's, it's some sort of drive. It's a drive to make one idea win or another lose, but just to see, it's not, it's not about that at all. It's just you want to see what's really there as honestly and accurately as you can even if it's not pretty or convenient or pleasant this mindset is what what this mindset rules all i mean if you were to think of it what really what really governs our prejudices and biases and motivations it's it's emotions and so if the soldier mindset is rooted in emotions like defensiveness or tribalism scout mindset is too it's just rooted in different emotions for example scouts are curious if you had a scout mindset you're fucking curious they're more likely to say they feel pleasure when they learn new info or an itch to solve a problem a problem or a puzzle they're more likely to feel intrigued when they encounter something that contradicts their expectations and scouts also have different values they're more likely uh, to say or think stuff that are virtuous they're less likely to say that someone who changes his mind seems weak one more thing Um, above all scouts are grounded which means their self-worth as a person isn't tied to how wrong or right they are about any particular topic so they can believe that capital punishment works and if studies come out showing that it doesn't, they can say, okay, I might be wrong, I might, but it doesn't mean I'm bad or stupid. So this cluster of traits is what researchers have found to predict good judgment. And the key takeaway I want to leave you with about these traits is that they're primarily not about how smart you are or how much you know. In fact, they don't even correlate with IQ at all. Uh, they're about how you feel. So... Um, there's this quote I really like I don't know if you know if you've heard of the little prince Um, it goes a little like this so if you want to build a ship don't drum up your men to collect wood and give orders and distribute the work instead teach them to yearn for the vast and endless sea in other words I'm claiming if you really want to improve your judgment as an individual um and us as a society we need most is not more instruction in logic or rhetoric or probability or economics even though those things are quite valuable but what we need to use are principles um and rooted in a scout mindset we need to change the way we feel we need to learn how to feel proud instead of ashamed when we notice we might have been wrong about something 
And we need to learn how to feel intrigued instead of defensive when we encounter some info that contradicts our beliefs. So yeah, I want to leave you with a question here. Um, what, do you, what do you most yearn for? Do you yearn to defend your own beliefs or do you yearn to see the world as clearly as you possibly can? Come back to me with your answer and thank you for listening. Have a good day. Bye.